You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Welcome back to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. Our guest today on the last of our recovery episodes for these two weeks is Sean Hampton. Hey, Sean, thanks for coming back. No problem. Good morning. Man, I have enjoyed every morning listening, and I've got the privilege of being in the conversation, so I hear every <laughs> podcast twice, right? <laughs> but I have loved listening to our recovery-based podcast for the last two weeks. Excellent uh, content, great job helping us understand the holistic approach to the recovery process as Christian discipleship. Uh, thanks for bringing us through the Bible stories that help us understand how God works in our hearts and our lives. But today we're going to wrap up our recovery relaunch with a lesson on hope, mm-hmm. which is something every listener needs today. And in my opinion, the Christian gospel is absolutely saturated with hope from beginning to end. I mean, we, we have hope in the life to come no matter what happens here. We've got Jesus redeeming all creation in the age to come. But I find that in the Christian gospel, there's tons of hope now. In fact, Paul the Apostle said three of the greatest things that God has given the church is faith, hope, and love. Well, today we're going to talk about hope. And let's be honest that when you're battling your hurts, habits, and hangups, there are moments when you have no hope. When it sounds like everybody else has got hope, but you don't see how this story could end well. You can't. For the life of you, imagine God turning this around in your marriage or in your personal life, in your struggles, in your depression, and you you can't see the hope. And so today we're going to talk about hope. Uh, Sean, you've got a, a passage of scripture that has meant a lot to you over the years, has, has become a tool for mm-hmm. helping you guide people on the highway to hope. Is that right? Yes, and it really does a beautiful job of laying out the process of recovery and how it brings hope into people's lives and has, how it's brought uh, hoping in my life. so That's awesome. Well, thanks for being our tour guide on the highway to hope. Yes. Um, I hope that everybody finds a little... We're laughing because we just made that term up and everybody in the podcast studio is laughing a little bit over how hokey that is. But I hope you enjoy it. So, highway to hope. Just so happens that uh, you're in Romans, which I love Romans. That's, uh, that's my heart and soul. So, we're in Romans chapter 5. And I just want to set you up and then let you walk us through the process a little Sounds bit. Sounds great. So, chapter 5 begins with these words. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. All right, so Paul, Paul sets us up by just reminding us that in, in a grace-based understanding of God's work mm-hmm. in our life, we are standing in grace. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ that's come and set us free, and we're excited. Paul ends these two theologically packed verses, which almost help us summarize everything we've read so far in the book of Romans, by saying, and not only this, but we are boasting in the hope of the glory of God. I, I just think Paul can see the new creation coming as mm-hmm. lives are changed, shaped in the image of God, and then ultimately as all creation succumbs to the redeeming work of God that was launched at the cross and the resurrection. All right, but then we turn a corner. And verses 3 through 5 are less often appreciated. And that's mm-hmm. where we are today. So as Paul starts boasting in hope, he's going to round the corner and say, not only am I boasting in hope, I'm boasting in suffering. Mm-hmm. Because that, for some of us, is going to be the first step 
in the road to healing. So let me read those those verses, and uh, and then Paul. We just uh, Paul Paul's going to lay out the early formation of the Christian gospel, the struggles he felt. But Sean, you can help guide us to the hope that we're looking for today. Sounds right. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Paul talks about the same topic again in chapter 8 as God's redeeming work is taking place. It requires some suffering on the part of believers like Paul the Apostle, who was shipwrecked and beaten and imprisoned and probably had to suffer danger from robbers and thieves, and he spent some cold nights and some hungry days. Well, Paul's boasting in the suffering that he's endured because he sees it as in this cosmic process of God redeeming the world, a little bit of suffering is going to lead to perseverance, to character, and to hope, and that hope will not disappoint. And it just so happens when we scoot back and look at this same pathway um, on a more personal level, it can lead us through our hurts, our habits, our hangups into the hope that God has for us. Sean, will you walk us through that? Well, it's just a beautiful process of healing and of discipleship. Um, I know for many of the people that enter the rooms of recovery, they're a place of hopelessness and of extreme suffering. Uh, often say, you know, for the new people that come into the rooms of recovery, you know, more than likely last year was not a good year for right. you. Um, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of the time we overcame our denial and we we stepped into this room. We overcame the barrier and we walked in because something really hurtful is going on in our yeah, life. really tragic. Yeah. But, the, but the real truth of it is, is that we all are dealing with sin in our right lives. On. And we all have pain and suffering as a result of yep. sin, the result of our sin and the sin of others in our lives. So really, this is a message for anybody and everybody to understand that, that God has a purpose and God can work through that pain and suffering that we're experiencing because of sin to bring us to a place of hope and what that looks like. And I guess like theologically or almost pastorally, you know, Sean, the, the lens that I'm looking through when I think about our church family today mm-hmm. and knowing that, that tons of our sisters and brothers are suffering in lots of different ways, mm-hmm. right? Um, somebody is having their worst week ever right now. Right now. And in our it, congregation. Absolutely. They are, all, over, all over our congregation. Right. Uh, and as I think through the lens of the pastor and theologian about that, how does suffering actually become a tool for sanctification? How can God take our hurt and use it to help us? How can he heal and bring us into hope? So suffering in this passage, Paul says he's not ashamed of it. We're boasting in our suffering because it's yeah. just part of the process for the gospel launch around the globe. Well, that was true for Paul and those missionaries. But what about our folks today who are in a season of suffering and Paul is whispering in their ear, you know, follow my pattern. You can actually boast about the suffering you're in because God can use it. How can God use suffering? Well, you're really at a crossroads at this point. Um, That's what I've noticed in the rooms of recovery and in my personal life and others. Um, You have a choice. You have a choice to wallow in um, in your suffering and allow it to isolate you, allow it to isolate you from God, yourself, and others, or you have a or you can surrender and allow it to be used as a tool for God's glory and to bring you to a process of healing. And even Paul talks about in Galatians three four, he even says. Um, did you suffer so many things in vain? I mean, are you going to go through all of this pain, all this hurt from your sin in vain? Are you, are you going to use it? So don't waste the pain. Don't waste it. Yeah. All right. So my brothers and sisters right now who are suffering, they've got a choice. 
They can either let that suffering turn them sour, or they can allow God to put them on this highway to hope. Right. All right, so how do we use our suffering um, to find some hope? We find a process of healing, and, it, and it, there's so much to it. And it goes to what you were talking about Sunday morning with the light of Christ. We have to find a way of allowing the light of Christ to enter the darkness of our pain and suffering. Awesome. That really is, um, for me, has been a part of recovery. That is what recovery is about, bringing our pain, suffering, our hurts, habits, and hang-ups into the light of Christ, bringing them out of darkness, out of denial, into a place where we can talk about them in a safe, vulnerable situation and with people that we trust, uh, that we can get help to walk alongside us. Um, for me, uh, when I first entered the rooms of recovery, um, I, was, I, was, I was filled with shame. I, had, um, I, was, I felt hopeless in a sense. And there were people that walked alongside me that had received the hope of the glory of God in their life through this process and said, you know what? You don't have any hope right now. You can borrow some of mine until you get That's some. Awesome. <laughs> and I did. I used, I used their hope. I mean, you heard their story? I, they were boasting about it, man. They were just going on about what God was doing in their life and the healing process that they'd been through. I wanted that. Yeah. I had to have that if I was going to continue. I think about the testimonies we've shared in the last two weeks, you know, with, with Jamie Craft and with Patrick Ezel mm-hmm. and with Heather. Um, and maybe you can borrow their hope. But just to see that, to see for my brothers and sisters who are suffering right now and hope is hard to come by. Right. I just want you to know that because God is redeeming, like because of the gospel, like there's hope out there around the corner and this suffering doesn't have to be wasted. Right. So if you engage the suffering um, in a godly way, if you turn it over to the Lord, walk into the rooms of recovery, work the process, ask Christ to work in your life. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. Mm-hmm. Don't bury it. Don't numb it. But engage, engage it. It's worth it. The scripture here is promising that suffering can lead you to perseverance. Oh, that, like you're either going to quit or you're going to dig deep and say, "We can do this. We're going to persevere." And that's a season. And, and I love that that there's that's put in there because there's a season of perseverance. There's a season of more difficult times ahead once you own up to the the pain and suffering in your life. But you now you have a support group of people that have been there that know that process that can support you through that perseverance. Right. And as you walk with them through the steps, again, admitting your powerlessness, turning over to God's will, doing an inventory, getting clear, clarity around the suffering and pain in your life, looking at your character defects besides the main issue that brought you into the rooms of recovery, making amends, that's the perseverance. And through that process, guess what you get? You get godly character. That's awesome. Gradually being brought into your life with the help of others that have received that same godly character. So there's no false advertising here. It's not easy. No. It requires that perseverance. <laughs> yeah. And and for a lot of what I want to tell a lot of our church family today is if if you're suffering in marriage, if you're suffering in your hurts, habits, and hangups, so whatever's causing the suffering, quick warning, it might get worse before it gets better. Like when you decide it's time to engage it, for some of you, that won't make it easier. For a season, it will make it harder. But perseverance is required. And whether it makes it harder or whether it doesn't, perseverance, that's the next step. And you're not able to persevere by yourself. Amen. I mean, I've never been able to. I've always had to have others to walk alongside me in my process. And I just want to invite you, you know, whether it's in Celebrate Recovery or just in church, you've got a grace-based community that loves you and wants to accept you. Not only that, but even more so, you've got the spirit of the living God 
who is is with you and in you and wants to walk down this road with you. I think that's one of the things that I just want to shout in the podcast is <laughs> don't give up. Like yeah. persevere. Persevere. It is hard, but don't give up. There's going to be a lot of days when you want to quit, but you can't quit. No. All right. So if you don't, if you don't give up, if you persevere, that perseverance leads you to godly character. Yep. And then with godly character in your life, guess what you receive? According to Romans 5, hope. There you go. <laughs> You've received the hope of the glory of God in your life, and it manifests in all of your all aspects of your life. And I call it uh, the ripples of recovery. The ripples of healing in your life just spread out like a ripple into the water, into all areas of your life, in all your relationships. And, uh, and, and then, all of a sudden, guess what you do with that? Now that you have the hope, Time to boast in it. Time to boast in it. Share time it to somebody. Sh- give it to somebody with, else. Yeah, time to share it with others. That's awesome. I love to see the power of the redeeming work of Christ. I mean, I love to think about it in the first century in the gospel as as Paul was on this missions effort. But I really, as a pastor, this is beautiful to give mm-hmm. this to our congregation to think about how on a personal level you can apply some of these truths into the process of your own healing and find some hope in it. So do not give up. Persevere. Let that suffering make you sanctified and sacred. Don't don't let it be wasted. Allow God to develop the character in you that he wants. Let him shape you into the image of Jesus, even if it's hard for you, because hope is around the corner. And so walk the process. Borrow some of our hope if you need it for a while. But I'm excited about seeing our church family find some hope. All right, so Sean, two weeks worth of excellent uh, recovery podcast. Thanks for contributing so heavily to the life of our church family these last two weeks. And I just want to make one last push. So if you're listening to this particular podcast on schedule, you're listening to it Friday and our relaunch for our Celebrate Recovery ministry is this Sunday evening at 4.30. And we would love to see you in our chapel at 4.30. We have child care and we are more than ready to welcome you into the rooms of recovery so that you can find the hope that you're looking for from your hurts, habits, and hangups. Hey, Sean, so if somebody comes for the first time uh, this Sunday night, what can they expect? What are we talking about Sunday night? We'll be talking about what are you doing with your suffering and pain in your life as a result of any sin and just kind of looking for really through this process of understanding. So if you heard the podcast today, you've got a leg up, you're ready. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Sean, thanks for being with us. Thank you. 